What's up, Ben? You already know what it is. It's the MMA Tap Hour. We talking fights today, Ben. And you know when it's fight time, it's always one of my favorite parts of the week. UFC gifted us UFC 60, uh, 269 last uh, Saturday. Man, what an upset. Pena yeah. over Nunes. As we discussed, one of the biggest upsets ever in the history of the UFC League. What other fights did you really like from UFC 269? Damn it, boy. I actually enjoyed the Sean O'Malley fight. Um, right. Yeah, and I'm not the biggest fan of his, but, I, I mean, he styles whenever they just throw, you know, warm bodies in front of him. He finally <laughs> – he bounced in the rankings. He got to number 13. Uh, yeah. So we should see a, a ranked fight coming up next. Maybe – I mean, I doubt that they would do it, but imagine him against Marab. Imagine what Marab, the, the George yeah, – uh, Imagine what he would do to him. Oh, man. Oh, but yeah, awesome card, bro. Now we got the, the final card of the of the year for the UFC. It's a fight night headlined by our boy swinging and banging from Houston, Texas. There you know. Derek Lewis. Each town. We, we also got the Valley's own Carlos Diego Ferreira. Yeah, the Valley's own. We claim him now. Brazilian, but we he claims claim us, now. so he's always 956 Facts. on his Instagram post. We have to claim him. Facts. And uh, and then Wonder Boy and Bala Muhammad will be the three fights that we're covering. Um, but yeah, excited to just end the year off with this, with this, you know, UFC fight night. We won't have fights for another three weeks after this. So um, yeah, it'll be nice. All right. Well, we're about to get into some fights, but Ben, I wanted to tell you about this whole other world of fighting that's going on. And guess where it's happening? Of course, in uh, Florida. Just the most random of fighters that you would think here. What's what's we, fighting the two strains of COVID or oh no, nah, nah, nah. people? Yeah, oh, no, shit. two people. Well, let's not get into the COVID talk because Florida, there's no COVID boundaries over there. It's a it's a wild place. They do what they want. Well, we got a basketball player, Darren Williams, oh, decent shit. career out of Illinois uh, college. You know, he was one of those guys that I think they won that final four that year, right? When he was there, yeah. or did they come up a little short? One of, one of the main reasons why I always wanted to have a beard as a kid growing up, watching Darren Williams in junior high, early in high school, always yeah. had the cleanest beard, was the first guy that I saw, you know, fade the beard into the to the taper. So yeah. a lot of inspiration on my beard comes from Darren Williams. Well, fun fact. And then we got, I mean, one of the longest careers at the running back position, Frank Gore. These guys are fighting at heavyweight. It's a little bit of a spectacle. I'm not sure what to make of this. It's NFL versus NBA. I'll tell you what. You know what's really on the line here? It's our NBA guys tough because Darren Williams is going to have to go show up after what happened to Nate Robinson and say, hey, us NBA guys, we're tough like you NFL guys. So that's what's on the line because, you know, there's no belts. It's unsanctioned. It's four rounds. It's a gimmick. And I almost can't believe it's on Showtime. The Showtime pay-per-view. It belongs on Rough and Rowdy or what? This is a Rough and Rowdy main event, bro. Why is this on Showtime? People are paying 60 bucks of their hard-earned money to see these guys. I don't know. Dave Pornoy should be the promoter of this situation. I mean, uh, association. do you want to see it? Yeah, I want to see it. Of course okay. I do. Um, they did their job. Oh, shit, I'm just I'm looking at Frank Gore, and those shoulders look like they belong on Dwight Howard because, God. Those are damn. bolder shoulders. No wonder he stayed in the league so long. Lower your shoulder, Frank Gore. I think his son's playing now. It's It's been a minute he was in the league, 20 years easily. Yeah. That's crazy. He All right. LeBron and played at the same time as his son. That's crazy. 
Moving on, Jake Paul steps uh, and Tyron Woodley. Woodley stepping in for Tommy Fury. As we know, Tommy Fury pulled out of the fight, rib injury. A lot of video circulating of his dad just dropping medicine balls on his ribs to toughen him up. I don't know if that's what caused the rib injury. A lot of speculation there. But, Ben, I was a sucker last time betting on Woodley. Woodley, you know, could have got the KO, doesn't get the KO. Am I about to be a sucker and bet again on Woodley? Is this what's going to happen? I said I would never do it, but a sucker's born every day, and I just might be it next tomorrow. I mean, you he gifted him a Rolex yesterday, I saw in an Ariel Hawani interview. Like, yeah, he's probably paying his ass to take the dive again, bro. I'm I'm done. I know I said that I might be, you know, straddling the fence again with Woodley because he's two to one odds, and if he has any sort of fucking pride. You know, he's going to show up. But I think that he's just bought out. I think the bag gets Tyron Woodley. Um, And if it's big enough, he ain't going to do shit to Paul. So I'm just going to stay away. I might watch. I might watch. I'll definitely be watching. When is it? Tomorrow night, Showtime pay-per-view, only available through the app. Um, So it's going to be at 9 p.m. they walk out. So we'll see. But let's get into what we really want to talk some about real here. Fights, some real some fights. fights, some sanctioned fights here. The UFC. Here we go. As you mentioned, Carlos Diego Ferreira claim him as a 956 guy. He claims a 956. He's RGV proud now, and he has his business here. So I'm pulling for Carlos, but he is fighting a guy that the UFC can really promote, really market. And I think they gave him this fight on purpose. Here's what I see. Carlos Diego Ferreira, last two fights, taking down over nine times he was taking down in those two fights. This guy, Matus, he le- he's second best at the lightweights for takedowns. When you do the math there, I don't love it for Carlos Diego Ferreira. I think it's a decision win. I don't think it's a knockout. Give him a Matus Gamrot on this fight. Damn it, boy. And I hate to say it, and I hate to say it. Yeah, and it's sad because I mean we you, we have the records here up on the screen, and you see Diego's coming in on a two a two loss you know streak. I almost yep. said two loss win streak. No, those are L's. Um, and you're right, the odds over two to one or at two to one, it looks like they're setting him up. You know, at 36 years old, also for for Carlos Diego. I mean, that is a little bit not a little bit older. That is older in the UFC. Oh yeah. Uh, they got this young bull coming at him. Only three fights in the UFC. Hasn't fought anybody with any name notoriety. Um, you know, lost his debut by split decision. And then he came out and submissioned somebody with a Kimura and knocked somebody else, the, the, his next opponent out. Um, I agree with you. I think that the takedowns is going to be something that is going to happen during the fight. I think that Diego, uh, what we've seen in his last two fights, we've seen him come out and give hell in the first round and then kind of slow down, you know, the gas tank seems to be emptying out a little bit faster. Uh, that fight against the fisherman that, that he lost where it looked like... Uh, Gillespie? Uh, yeah, against, yeah, uh, Gillespie. Uh, it looked like he was dead walking back to his corner after the second round, and it looked like, oh, man, or after the first round. And it looked like Diego, he didn't get him out, but he dominated that first round, and after that, you know, his his output just slowed down. It seems like he's got a strong seven minutes in his last two fights. That's what it's been like. I mean, a lot of it has been on the ground, getting taken down by Benil Dariush. 
I mean, that's no slouch either. This kid is no Benio Dariush. Um, will he get takedowns? Yes. Will he be able to control Carlos Diego once he gets him down to the ground? That's something that we're going to have to watch and see. That's the question mark in this yeah. fight. I do agree, though, that this is going to be more of a grappling battle. I see it going longer uh, just because I see them spending a decent amount of time on the mat. So I like the over two and a half rounds in this fight. Um, I don't want to pick against Carlos, man, but Hard, man. but I know, but I'm going over two and a half rounds and I just feel like if he's going to win, it has to be inside the distance. Um, so I do like, but I do like the over two and a half rounds because I feel like it's going to be a lot of wrestling for the most part. So not going to choose a side. I'm going to be rooting hard for Diego. I wouldn't lay the two to one with somebody like Gamrod, only four fights in the UFC. And like, like we said, this is the biggest name that he is fighting since he joined the promotion. So I think the odds should be closer, but due to Diego's late recent form, um, I'm going to lay off of that and I'm going to go with the over two and a half rounds. And I think that we get a decision here. I think that's a safe play. I think it's a good play, man. We're talking two fights ago. Diego wins that Benil fight and his name's in the mix for the lightweight title. I mean, he had a long streak. Fortunately, the UFC made them to come at it when they both had long streaks. It's been trajectory moving with the moon with uh, Benil. And right. unluckily for Diego, it's it's been downhill and it's been plummeting. But and, that's the and, way the game goes. And, I mean, we say that, though. But, like, honestly, like, imagine Diego fighting Makachev. I mean, we would – if we if you're saying that this guy's probably going to hold him down – I yeah. mean, he, he would be like a three, four to one underdog in a fight against somebody like Makachev. Uh, but yeah, it's true. Since that loss against Darius, you know, he has been fighting wrestlers and spending time on his back and they fed him another wrestler, man. So I hope he can get through it. I hope he can keep the fight standing because I do think he has a better striking. Uh, but hopefully Diego by decision. Yeah. Over two and a half is the official play, right? That's what we're going yeah. with. I'm going right. to tie that in a parlay with a, with a fight that we got coming up. All right, let's move on. This is a good fight right here. Bilal the Bully Muhammad versus Steven Wonderboy Thompson. Uh, Thompson was on a good little streak. Vicente Luque win. That's a big-time win. We've seen what Luque's become. He beat Jeff Neal. And then it was a really close one with uh, Burns. Um, I thought it was real close. Maybe Burns did etch out that decision win in that third round. He did grind a little more. But that was very close. For this fight here, I see Thompson putting on a striking clinic. I think Bilal Muhammad doesn't have the power to knock out Thompson. And I think Thompson's going to be able to keep that space and that distance and just pick him apart from the outside. Bilal Muhammad, if he wants to win, he needs to replicate what Gilbert Burns did and find a way to get that third round and split one of the first or seconds. Because if not, I don't see it for him. He's going to have to take this to the floor. And Steven Wonderboy Thompson's takedown defense, it's not that bad. He's pretty good at it. So give me Wonderboy on this one. Um, yeah, man, this is an interesting fight, honestly. Uh, you, Bilal Muhammad, a guy who had a, a big opportunity against, you know, uh, what's the dude he got the no decision against? Uh, Maya? Oh, Leon Edwards. Leon the Edwards. It's fucking right in front of my face. God damn it, Ben. <laughs> um, yeah, he got that opportunity stepping in on short notice and find, fighting somebody as highly ranked as Leon Edwards was at the time. And, you know, it was unfortunate the fight went with the no contest and them not allowing him to run it back. Leon Edwards, you know, moving on and getting bigger fights now. 
But, you know, now he gets an opportunity against a guy like Wonderboy. And I agree with you about the power. The cardio on Bilal Muhammad, I will say, is probably – I mean, it's way better than Jeff Neal. We just saw Jeff Neal this past week. And you saw what it took for Jeff Neal to win that third round. Safe Sayud in his corner was going ape shit. I'm talking about if, if Jeff Neal wasn't ready to run through a wall after the yeah. way Safe Sayud was talking to him in that corner after the second round, uh, then he was never going to get it done. But I'm glad he did. And he threw as many punches in the third round as he threw in the first and second combined, bro. Wow. Um, so he was going hard on him in the corner. Yeah, the, the activity, wow. the activity with Bilal Muhammad will be a lot better. I think Bilal Muhammad's gonna try and get those takedowns. Just a little fact, you know, in every fight that Stephen Thompson has gotten taken down, he has lost. Woodley Burns. Ooh, didn't know that. Yeah, Woodley Burns, except the Pettis one. Pettis just knocked him out, but it was that, you know, miracle KO like flying Superman punch or whatever the hell it was that he did. Um, but when he gets taken down, he does tend to lose. And we saw Gilbert Burns take him down, you know, numerous amount of times in the, in the last fight. Now, Gilbert Burns, I think, is a lot stronger, stockier, uh, better wrestling base than Bilal Muhammad. But Bilal Muhammad doesn't stop, man. We've seen him in a lot of his, in all of his fights. You know, he is on this amazing win streak. But even before, when he would lose... He wouldn't lose because he would get stopped. He would lose because he would lose some sort of decision, which is exactly what could come into play here. Um, but I think that Bilal Muhammad could also win a decision if he is able to, you know, get a couple of takedowns. With If he stands outside and tries to, you know, kickbox with Stephen Thompson, then I, I agree. It's going to go exactly how you say. He's going to light him up. If he's able to take him down, and Wonderboy has one of the better takedown defenses in MMA. You know, he, he doesn't have many losses on his record. But like I said, the couple of times that he has lost, he has gotten taken down in those fights. So do I believe that Bilal Muhammad can take Wonderboy down? I'm Like a takedown, like to what Colby did to Usman, to where they didn't even count it a takedown. You know what I mean? Where DC was trying to get it counted as a takedown. but Yeah, like a wrestling takedown because it's a, two knees, but that's not an MMA takedown. Right, but they One get right back up. Yeah, I yeah. think that that's as far as it'll get. I don't think that – I think that, you know, he'll clinch him up against the fence. He'll try and, you know, wear on, on Stephen Thompson to close the distance and not be in his kickboxing range. But at the end of the day, I mean – we know how Stephen Wonderboy Thompson fights go when he doesn't get taken down. They're awkward as hell, and it takes the other guy, you know, over two rounds if they, you know, figure him out at all within the three rounds. Um, so a little bit too much juice, minus 225. If it was like minus 200 or a little bit under two to one, I think that the shot is there with Stephen Thompson, but I like the over here. And, I mean, so does Vegas because the odds are minus 260. Um mm. So I see this going to decision. We haven't seen Stephen Thompson stop anybody, you know, in several years. Bilal Muhammad, same goes for him. You know, he wins decisions. He grinds. So I see this going to a decision. Either way, whoever wins. And for this one, I'm at, this was actually the, the play that I was going to parlay with, uh, you know, that first fight, the Carlos Diego over. So the overs for this one are at minus 260. The Carlos Diego fight, the overs were at minus 160. So you put those two in a parlay together and you got plus 118. You're in the um, plus money there. Yeah, nice. plus money. I mean, I know that we're expecting decisions and you don't always want to root for a decision, but stylistically, the way these guys come out and fight and, you know, their lack of 
knockout power, like you mentioned in your breakdown of Bilal Muhammad. And he's tough, man. I don't see Wonder Boy knocking him out unless he hits him with like a, a spinning wheel kick or some sort of kick to the head, which is possible, but I don't see it happening. Um, so I'm going to go with a decision parlay, like I said, with CDF over two and a half, meaning pretty much both fights have to go over two minutes and 30 seconds in the third round. If they finish after that, that's fine. You still get it. Uh, but more than likely decisions in these two fights for me. I agree. Well, let's move on to the main event of the night of UFC Vegas 45. And that is Mr. Swain and banging. My nuts are hot. Derek the Black Beast Lewis. Ronda versus, Rousey, where you find ass at? Versus Kyle Dalkus. Uh Just a quick uh, breakdown for me. Dalkus to me, has the nicer hands as far as being able to pepper somebody up. And we've seen Lewis take shots in the early rounds and then still be tough enough and then get the finish later. Right. I think I can go against a Houston guy like this. Give me Black Beast here. I think it does go over two and a half. That's where my play is going to be at. And I'll also take him as a dog here. I think he does get peppered up in that first round. The but as they start to tire one out for these. One okay, give me the one and a half. Over? And then, yeah, over. And as Doggy starts to tire up because these are heavyweights. Give me Lewis by a knockout. He's going to find a way to get it done. Swinging and banging. H-Town. Let's go. Yeah, Justin, like when when I looked at this and I saw the odds, I was like, huh? You're, you're telling me the guy with three UFC fights and in his first main event or four UFC fights and in his first main event in his career who's never been past the first round because he's gotten – all his opponents. Now he he is fighting like guys that a prospect would fight coming up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Nobody crazy. Nobody in the top ten. His best name, Olinic. Alexi Olinic is his best right. name. And that's we're talking about a forty-two year old who can't punch. So if you can avoid the takedown, you're yeah. good. But minus one forty-five, and then you got the comeback on the dude who, you know, is has been he's main evented several uh, plenty. I mean, he did this year. Uh, with with Ghana, usually when he fights, he's main eventing. Yeah, you know, unless he's on a John Jones or a or a Connor card. But plus one fifteen on Derek Lewis, I thought that was odd in a five round fight against a guy who's never been out of the first round. So four fights in the UFC, four first round KOs, and you mentioned his hands are nice. He's a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belt. We haven't seen him use it in the UFC because he's just been able to get the guys out of there. But man, we're t- Derek Lewis, bro. We're talking about somebody with the most third round finishes in heavyweight history. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can count him out, but his power it lasts. It's like that defense it travels, but his power travels throughout all five rounds. Um, he's always capable of getting you out of there. I the agree with you. With I, don't, I, time. I don't see this ending in the first round unless Derek Lewis catches him. I, I, there's no way, Dawkins, and I say this shit. There's no way. So. So convicted and convinced, but and watch it happen. But I don't see Derek Lewis getting out of there early. And once Dawkins gets into those later rounds, I do think that you know we are going to start to see him fade a little bit because he's not used to fighting in those rounds. Um, It's just I think it's he's biting off more than he can chew here for Dawkins. Of course, you want to be the headliner, you know. But who would have thought Kyle Dawk or Dawkins would have been headlining the last? You know, UFC fight card. of the year. That's that's fucking insane, bro. Yeah. Um, prove me wrong. I'm not. I ain't gonna roll against Lewis anyway. He's yeah. already shown that he can beat. 
you know, uh, takedown artist like Curtis Blades. I don't see Dawkins shooting many takedowns. I do see him boxing and trying to piece up Lewis. Um, but, man, he's going to get caught. When Derek Lewis blitzes him, I do believe that he's going to catch him. Give me Derek Lewis plus 115. I do like your look of the over one and a half. Got to get past seven minutes and 30 seconds into the fight. Um, that first round, you know, they're going to be staring at each other a little bit, trying to get the distance, but it's going to have to be a one hit or quitter for the to finish in the first round. So I like yeah. your look of over one and a half as well, but I'm just going to go with Lewis at dog odds here against Dawkins. Yeah, I think the odds explanation, the only thing I can make of it is that Vegas said who has more paths to victory. And as you mentioned, Dawkins with that. BJJ black belt. They said, okay, he has two paths. He has the hands and the BJJ. Let's make him the favorite. But if you look at who Lewis has fought, Curtis Blades. That's that's a prime time player in the heavyweight division. Lewis doesn't lose. He lose to Ghana only because Ghana is probably the guy now in heavyweight it's, division. He only loses the top five guys. Uh, yeah, know, he lost to Ghana. He lost to DC. Champion at the time. A champion. He only loses to the top dogs um, back in the day, Mark Hunt, when Mark Hunt was, you know, in the mix. Um, man, bro, this is this is strange, bro. I think that we might come back, you know, next week if we do a little recap and be like, yo, there, there's no way Derek Lewis should have been a, a underdog to well, a guy making his debut. I know, hope. but well, we're not talking about a crazy wrestler here. I mean, Justin, yeah. we, we might get just a stand-up fight for the most part. And how are we not going to favor Derek Lewis with his power in a stand-up fight? Well, that's Eventually, why we're taking Lewis. got to connect. So, yeah, give me Lewis plus 115, man. All right, just recap your bets for everyone to hear. Uh, Ben's yeah. picks are in. He has three picks, for, oh, two picks, a parlay and a straight up. Yeah. Here we go, Ben. So for the three fights that we covered, Derek Lewis, like we said, a plus 115. Uh, if you want to do Derek Lewis by KO, we'd probably get better odds, but, you know, those props aren't out until fight night. And then the parlay of the over two and a half on the other two fights that we talked about. Over two and a half in Carlos uh, Diego Ferreira and over two and a half on the Stephen Wonderboy Thompson Bilal Muhammad fight, getting you plus 118. Um, did well, you know, on our on our UFC card for the pay per view. We were on Charles Oliveira. Most of the people that were commenting or, or that we were talking to were thinking Poirier was going to win. I think uh, everybody had Poirier has definitely more fans, but I think he had like the sympathy sympathy vote, and you know, a lot of people thinking he should have had the belt already. But man, Carlos Oliveira is a beast, and it looks like he's. I mean, we talk. What's he gonna do when he gets Justin Gaethje done? We know that that's the next fight. I mean, he's 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 a beast, bro. Got dropped, you know, came back from it. Got he right quit now. Got Doesn't right back in now. his face. Nah, he don't quit. He's got nine baby mamas to support. So, ain't does no he really? Now. I have no idea about that. Yeah, go look at his Instagram. Yeah, like all he's there with all three of them. Well, he was with three of them. Yes, like he posted a picture with all three of them. But he owns Man's like blessed. his block, bro. He still lives in his favela. He's the king there, and he, like I said, he's got seven, nine baby mamas. They all live on the same block. He owns that block. That's just the way it is. He runs it in Brazil. Yep, the favelas. So, yeah, shout out Chucky Olives, Charles Oliveira. All right. Well, this probably be it for MMA Tap Hour for us, unless something comes up in between now and the new year. It, it might be a little fun maybe to do like a little award show for MMA, you know, maybe some fighter of the year, uh, rising Dude, prospect of the idea. year, something like that. Maybe we can have somebody on with us, uh, Josh or somebody. Josh or Roland, somebody like that. Maybe both of them. Yeah. And uh, we can all just come and give our own awards, see who the people agree with and who they don't. I think that'd be a good idea. 
Sounds good. All right. Well, that's a wrap for us at uh, the MMA Top Hour. Remember... We talking fights.